Mira la izquierda. Mira la derecha. ¿Qué ves? ¿Dónde estás? In a world that seems to change daily, what will you do next? Welcome to the Next Steps Show with Peter Vasquez and co-host Aisha Kreutz. A starting point for discussion y un poco de dirección. Bienvenidos al show con una misión para educar, unir y hacer sinergia. Ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Peter Vasquez, and... Aisha Kreutz. I think they call us two peas in a pod. Two peas in a pod? Yeah, isn't that what Peanut butter, jelly, Tom. You know, my son My son used to sing that. <laughs> well, again, welcome to our show. You know, we've got a great guest this week. Don't We have great guests every week. You do. Don't I say that like all the time? You do. Because they're all true. great. But it is true. So it far. Is, so far, yes. I mean, yes, like yes, if yes, ever yes. that doesn't happen, you guys can feel free to correct us. But <laughs> <laughs> we try pretty hard. So, ladies and gentlemen, today we have Orlando Rivera, a candidate for the 136th Assembly District. Uh, here in uh, here with us, <laughs> Orlando. Welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Ooh, listen to his voice. <laughs> oh man, Dude. come hither. <laughs> I know. Hello. Just don't say, "Come here, little boy." No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, we, we were out campaigning one day in the city. We were joking around. It was probably eight thirty at night. It was still daylight out. And we're, you know, we were doing our door to door. We had candy, and and uh, we were getting ready to pack up. And <laughs> no, these little kids no. were you going. You, by. you weren't, uh, you weren't driving a step van, by I, I was okay. not actually. It was, <laughs> it was the person that I was with. That, jokingly, they're like, the kids were like, "What are you doing?" And you know, they were like, "We were like, you want some candy, little oh, no. boy?" <laughs> man, those kids took off so fast. We're like, okay, maybe we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Anyways, all in good fun. Um, so, Orlando, welcome. Welcome and thank you for uh, for coming on the show today. Uh, Want to tell us a little bit about who you are? I know you're the first Afro-American, excuse me, the a- first Afro-Latino. Yes. What does he's that a, mean? He's a Latinx, right? No, not no. Latinx. No. <laughs> it's a joke. He, he Just has a joke, gender, folks. No. <laughs> putting us over the edge. Bueno, primero, un placer estar aquí con usted. Um, I feel privileged to be here, um, and I appreciate uh, the invitation to be on the show. Um I am the first Afro-Latino to run in the 136th district. Um, for me, the definition of that is literally a dark-skinned Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> but, but aren't many Hispanics dark-skinned? There are, yes. Um, my bloodline um, has a little bit more of a higher percentage of African blood okay. um, due to that whole uh slave trade line there you go so i'm a little bit darker than most (laughs) and we've talked about this several times you can go to puerto rico and see someone as light as you bob and 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 then someone you know dark like dark dark yep so that's that's uh just kind of points out the the silliness of all the skin color thing doesn't it i mean like, like like for example i mean northern italy they're blonde-haired and fair and blue-eyed, and yeah. you, know, you, you don't think of Italians as typically looking that way. But that, you know, that's what race is, folks. It's just the arbitrary sorting of people by skin color. It's, it's like sorting people by eye color. And really based on opinion, because... Well, how can you have an opinion about color? Blue. Ah, oh, I hate blue. Blue is awful. I mean, it's just well, it's color. I have, I have that. I have colors I don't like. You do? 
I do. I love our colors. Aisha's always beautiful. contrarian. Isn't she? <laughs> Isn't she? I'm just saying. I hate colors. Like green. I, I, she, you know, she, I'm from Key West, and um, so <laughs> so horrible. Speaking, you know, I'm just saying. You brought up colors. You know what I'm saying? And the they, they went through this phase in Key West. You know, I had been moved out for quite a while. Where, but they started painting everything lime green, and like they had little mopeds and stuff lime green. I went down there. I'm like, what is this? Or get yeah, football game the other day. I, for, wh- who, what team was it? They're literally in lime green. Like, wh- what is that? Who wants to look at that? I think lime green. Those are the new unis for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. I think. Lime oh. green. From it, Key West, and you don't like lime green. Isn't that like the staple color of well, Key is, West? I mean, I know they did it right, Key Lime, yeah, right? Key because lime of the pie. Key Limes. Great and so pie. I know, I understand, like, what. But you could have a nice, you know, green lime color. But these were like that brilliant, you know, fluorescent lime Day-glow. green. Yeah. And I was just like, no. No, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to switch Aisha's title from co-host to devil's advocate. I'm there you go. Can I be heaven's advocate? Okay, heaven's advocate, Thank too. Thank you. Thank you. Although, if you're going to do heaven's advocate, that means I'm always right. <laughs> what? If, if you're going to be heaven's advocate... How do you get? How does he get that? Because you can't contrary someone. You can't tell someone they're wrong when you're heaven's advocate. Because Where is that in the Bible? I believe in God. I'm a Christian. I can't be wrong. So Orlando, where's the 130? Where's the 136 district? What's, what's that territory? <laughs> so the 136 encompasses the towns of Arundelquit, Brighton, um, North Witten, and Browncroft neighborhood. Pieces of that. So pretty much off of uh, 590, the Northland Lyceum neighborhood, and also the northwest side of the city, which is uh, Maplewood and Sherlock. Oh, kind of gerrymandered around there, isn't it? Yeah. All of them are mm-hmm. gerrymandered. And how's it going? So far, great. Uh, good reception. Um, you know, I'm excited. Um, new energy. Um, you know, we want to bring common sense government back to the state. Well, I think putting you and your opponent or the incumbent uh, side by side, I think we can see freedom in an overarching government is what we're, what we're seeing in these two races. you got somebody who's going down the path of common sense uh, and working for the people, and you're running against a person who says, no, government knows better than us, or, and it's my policies or nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, and um, I, I do think that when – well, just have to say – Browncroft neighborhood in the house over here. Um, (laughs) I used to live on Carling Road until we moved out. Um, Even though, I I mean, I went from, you know, hood living to over there. So it was really nice. You know, my kids could play on the street over there. Yes. Right. We literally did the whole ball playing and stuff like that. And some of my neighbors were like, what are they doing out there? Um, It was almost like, wow, communities coming together to have fun. That's that's. Yeah, you know, and again, because your district, Mm -hmm. right, is very different. Yes, it is very diverse. You know, how do you, um, uh, I don't know, how do you manage that? I think it's all about finding common ground with people. Um, You know, you want to be honest. Um, You know, I'm a dad, um, you know, and I'm worried about, you know, the same things everybody, I'm an everyday normal guy. I get up, I go to work like everybody else. And I want to be able to 
obviously help those people. Um, I want to be able to have honest conversations um, because what I'm hearing is most people don't see their elected official and don't know what they do um, and what their you know what their purpose is in government and how they can actually help me, um, Johnny, business owner or um, you know uh, constituent. Right, Johnny on the street. Yep, right, absolutely. So you actually live in this district. I do. You're not yep. carpet bagging mm-hmm. or anything. Okay, <laughs> I'm a city of Rochester resident. Okay, okay. And 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 what um, part of the district do you live in? Uh, Maplewood. It's okay. a historic neighborhood. Okay. Historic Maplewood. What makes it historic? Yes. I'm just curious. Do you know? A lot. <laughs> it is actually I grew up in that neighborhood too and yeah. it is quite a bit everything from the people who used to live there the to, yes. you know the Maplewood district uh, I mean the city of Rochester mm-hmm. actually has uh, houses that at one point were yeah. worth millions yes. I think if I remember correctly and this is the same thing for the for the, for the west side down by Genesee Street the third ward oh absolutely yeah, they have Troop houses elevators yeah, yeah. so, so it's or, the old 10th ward so so, so so last week, uh, and for listeners, we announced the. So every week, Orlando, we do uh, a contest. Okay. Uh, and we try to keep it specific on, uh, on the Hispanic community, a little bit about the history. We did a couple yeah. of words last week. We had asked our listeners to uh, define the word ser and estar and then to tell us what the difference is between the two. But hey, before I, I, I announce who the winner is, because we do have a winner, do you want to tell us what the difference is and what they mean? Sure. Absolutely. So we'll start first with estar, um, the verb to be. Obviously, they both are. Um, Estar is more of a uh, conditional sense. Um, So you can be sick. So estoy enfermo, um, as opposed to ser, which is more of a permanent sense. So soy americano, I am American. You know, that's not going to change. Right. And there's a significant difference there. So remember before I had said that in Spanish, one word sometimes can mean this, can mean completely different things. Yes. And then there are words that are completely different that you that that mean the same thing in, in definition, but don't translate because the way you use them are completely different. So right. and the way we always explain it or the way I used to teach it as as estar um, is something that's not permanent. Mm-hmm. Right. So estoy sick. Right? You're not sick forever. And if you are, then that shifts. Then the meaning of it would shift to a permanent. But even then, because we say hair color. So if uh, if you dyed your hair blonde, mm-hmm. is it permanent or is it not permanent? Not. It's not permanent. So which of the two verbs would you use? Estar. Because if you were to say soy rubio or I am blonde then that would indicate that you are permanently blind, whereas... Um, well, couldn't that be then the mental state? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, was joking. <laughs> I was joking. My daughter's blind. I just was sorry. Sorry. Absolutely. Thank you for defining that. Mm-hmm. I truly appreciate it. And our winner uh, for last week's contest is Sam Johnson. Sam, you'll be getting your T-shirt here shortly. The Next Step T-shirt is on its way. And thank you, everyone, for participating. Um, it's always, you know, I don't know. I like contests. I so, love contests. You know, love seeing all the responses come in. So so should we announce a new contest? Yes. Be my guest. Go for it. I, and you know be what? Be my guest. Be my guest. So, my ladies guest. and gentlemen, this week's contest is a little bit trickier. It is still revolving around the Hispanic culture and its history, uh, Puerto Rico to be exact. So this week's contest Puerto Rico. Is, I'm just going to say, what about Cubans? I'm from Key West, but go ahead. Well, Key West doesn't have Puerto Ricans? 
We are mostly Cubans. Well, it's the closest spot that they can swim to. It is. It's actually true. Or get the boat. Go ahead. So, so what is, ladies and gentlemen, this is the contest. There's two questions to answer. Again, uh, the first email wins. The questions are, what is the official relationship of Puerto Rico and the United States? That's the easy part, I think. And the second question is, do Puerto Rican citizens immigrate or, immig- or immigrate to the United States? So, so it's an I or an E, e right? Yeah, right? Correct. So one is immigrate is with an I, immigrate is with an E. They're not synonyms, and they mean two completely different things. Mm-hmm. And one is, is what Puerto Ricans do. Ladies and gentlemen, send your responses to Peter at Next Steps show dot com. That's right, Peter at nextstepshow dot com. And there's an S at the end of next. N e x t s h o w s s. Oh wait a minute, yeah. jeepers. N e x t s t e p s s h o w dot com. There you go. And what and what will they win? They will win a t shirt. Oh, very nice. Even though you know we might start mixing it up. We absolutely might. Yeah. But we have cool-looking Next Steps t-shirts. They fit well. They're comfortable. They feel good. They're cotton. You can put them on and walk around all day feeling like you're on a cloud nine <laughs> while promoting a show that is on a mission. And you'll look like one of the cool kids. Absolutely. Not Not only that, you'll be letting everybody know that the Next Step show is the first show and the only show in the area with Aisha and Peter that happen to be Puerto Rican. And black. I think we're the only minority, crappiest word ever. And you know what else? (laughs) So not only like minority, but, you know, I'm I'm a Native American. So, you know, my great grandmother, um, well, one of them was full blooded Indian. And then on my dad's side, she was half. So, you know, you got black. You got it all. Yeah, I'm a true. Are you Icelandic, too? Maybe I'm not, but I am Welsh. That's the See, white part of I me. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. My um, my my maiden name is Purse Glove, uh, and our families they trained hawks for the king, so it was Perch on Glove, and then over the years it became Purse Glove. So, you know, hey, I know I got. I got Are you lost. making this up? I'm not. It's, it's 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 literally true. Yeah, my my um, you know my my uh, grandmother she did a lot of genealogy even before all of the what is it called. Something in me, you know, like the stuff they do now. Twenty three, you know, all of those type of things. Yeah, my my grandmother was always really big in that, and so we have a huge uh, all of our family tree uh, that she had um, uh, figured out and stuff like that. So I know a lot of the people that we're related to and all that. But yes, that is true. Perch on glove to purse glove, and I am Welsh and Native American and black, and we have just. In case somebody doesn't know what Welsh is, Welsh. Um, so, like, it's a region know. of Britain. Yeah, you know, it's a pretty, big, big pretty white. coal mining region. Gotcha. Is it coal mining? Oh yeah. Huh? What, what part of Britain is it? At? Is it in? Uh, it's in. Uh, if you're looking at uh, a map, yeah, it's kind of in the south uh, southeast part of the country. Gotcha. So yeah. you lost your queen. Oh my gosh! Stop. The lizard. Next. Or we then I see something that there's somebody there's like you know the what, what do we call them the tin foil. Hat kind of people that are saying that Queen Elizabeth is a lizard. It was a lizard. Yes. Never heard that one. Yeah, yeah. I just heard it this morning. So I was yeah. like, really? That's yeah, what we got to talk, talk about? about yeah. Man, people are truly bored, I guess. Yeah. 
So you've been on the internet again. I can tell. <laughs> Every once in a great while. This is a great month. You know, one thing that I love about America is that we celebrate our cultures. We're one America. We're you know we're we're one people. We come together as 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 one body. But yet we celebrate the the intricacies of 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 cultures. Um, and usually every month, this month, or at least this week, starting on September 15th, starts the Hispanic Heritage Month. And if, ladies and gentlemen, if you, there's a, a full schedule throughout the county uh, of some wonderful activities that are happening uh, to highlight the different. And when we talk about Afro-Latinos, this really emphasizes it. I mean, some of the masks that you see take us way, way back um, to, to, mm-hmm. to, well, hey, you talk about it. What would you how far back does that take? Because Afro-Latino is a term that is kind of, I don't say ancient, but it's, yeah. it's, it's really applying to yep. old Puerto Rico. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go to Puerto Rico, there's a town there um, where you'll go and you'll see um, people doing um, Afro, Afro-Latino dance, which is influenced heavily um, by rhythms in, from Africa. Rhythm and beats. Yep. Yeah. The drums. Every, I mean, it, yeah. it, it, you could almost see African uh, culture and the Caribbean culture from the Indians, uh, yes. from the original occupiers of, of the Caribbean islands, um, in, in, in the Puerto Rican. And I'm sure this is the same for Cuban, uh, for, for Cubans and, and Dominicans as well. Actually, I know mm-hmm. it's the same for Dominicans yeah. as well, my, my yeah. Dominican family members. My, yeah. my. So, so absolutely, this is Hispanic. So September is the month? September 15th through October 15th. Is oh, okay, so it spans two months a little bit. It spans, yeah, a little bit. So are we going to see you guys at uh, at uh, events here during this, uh, during this? Uh, could you call it a festival? I guess it's... Absolutely. Actually, you know what? My, my wife and I, Christine, uh, who's running for Family Court, are, are hosting an event at the Italian American Club on the 29th of September, specifically bringing together the Italian, uh, old school Italian. I mean, we're going, um, you know, opera and old style type of Puerto Rican music played with a guitar, our intent is to highlight um, bringing the cultures together. Now, we, we, we decided to work with the Hispanic or the Italian and the Hispanic community on this one because there's a strong tie between Italy the Moors. and Latin America. As a matter of fact, you go to Argentina, you see a lot of people talking Italian, just yes. like if you go to Italy, you'll see, and I mentioned this last show, you can go to Europe. I mean, I had to go to, I was in Europe when I saw El Gran Combo. Ah, okay. Actually, probably really famous there more so than in the in the in the in the continental United that? States. Yeah, what is that? The Gran Combo. It's the band. Uh, there, uh, uh, El Gran Combo de Puerto Rico is one of the original salsa, uh, no yeah. merengue bands, I believe, yeah. or they salsa. I can't remember. Um, or a little bit of both. 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 Yeah. Um, and they are have been around. I think they celebrated their fiftieth year um, recently, or in the last few years, yeah. if I remember correctly. I don't remember there. No, it's because you don't listen to Spanish music. Oh, my gosh. A little bit. But, you know, I have the liberty and we'll have the freedom not to. How do you not listen to Spanish music? You know, I do listen to Spanish music. Ladies and gentlemen, music. we need a new co-host that uh, listens to Spanish music. I, just, I don't know. I just don't happen to know that specific one. I know no, I've been know, around I'm 50 just... years and, you know. And, and now, now the, if you look at the music that I listen to, like you look at, I have everything from country to rap to Eminem to, uh, to it all. But I love old Spanish music, and El Gran Combo is, is you know, then you got Willie Colon, you've got uh, 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 another one. Actually, most of the music that we play when we go into breaks are old 
uh, 80s and earlier uh, El, 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 El Africano, which is our like intro. 80s is really old. <laughs> 80s isn't really old, although, you know how when they ask for ID, some cashiers, they'll have like the date uh -huh. that they have to be. Um, um, Best and, Buy. And now it's 80s. Yeah. Right, right. Best Buy. Well, the, the, if, if, if you were born before this date, then yeah, you're over yeah. 21. It's kind of like, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess we're getting up there. <laughs> I'm sure Bob is like, yeah, whatever, you young bucks. Yeah, you are. So, so, so every year, though, with Hispanic Heritage Month, they have a theme, uh, and 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 the theme for this year is Unidos, uh, inclusivity for a stronger nation, and that's united um, for inclusivity. For a stronger nation. I really like this year's theme. And I think that, you know, when we talk about things like unity coming together uh, for the for the purpose of freedom and 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 uh, and making sure that we we elect people that actually understand unity, not based on skin color, but based on on people. Solidarity. Can, can I tie in a quick question here to uh, Orlando? You, you're running for the 136th, and earlier in the in the show, you described you know the territory that that covers. Right. So you got uh, and you used the word uh, diverse, which is definitely well advised. So I mean, you got Brighton and you got the Maplewood yeah. neighborhood. So talk about you know when we're talking about bringing people together, mm -hmm. those are pretty diverse cultures in those yeah, sure. in, in within your district. Yeah. Um, so as you as you travel across that district, um, you know, starting with Maplewood. So I've lived there a little over 15 years and there is a, a new American population that's moved in. Um, so you have people from Nepal and various other Asian countries. Um, you know, you have obviously Hispanics that live in the district. Um, you have uh, Caucasian people um, and obviously you travel across out of the city and you go into Brighton, which is a heavy Jewish population. Right. And the odd thing is, um, I've been a member of the JCC for at least two decades. Um, so I, and my kids actually went to the Wolk Center daycare, uh, all three of them. Um, so we're, we're very well versed in a lot of um, the religious practices, things like that. I think it's important to know a little about everything. Are you Jewish? I am not. Okay. Just, just thought I'd ask. Because that would be really interesting. So, you know, there was an article. I think we brought this up in a previous show. But there was an mm -hmm. article that came out back in, in August that talked about the Latino vote is on the rise. Yes. And that for the most part, it isn't really owned by uh, Democrats like they think. Right. Um, and it isn't really owned by the Republicans either or any other mm -hmm. one. These are, these are, are pretty much a group of... Of coming, they're growing every day. We've got a large number of Puerto Ricans coming in from Puerto Rico yeah. uh, that are now starting to register to vote, mm -hmm. which is good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for listening to the Next Step Show. Aisha and Peter and our guest Orlando will be right back. You're listening to the Next Step Show on YSL, the Voice of Liberty.
Here's a special message for veterans and surviving spouses from Alpine Manor. You may qualify for a special benefit from the VA. After applying for funds received for aid and attendance, your stay at Alpine Manor could be as low as $600 per month. Be sure to call for details. At Alpine Manor, their pride is personalized care for seniors who are not yet ready for a nursing home. There are supervised activities and medications, full laundry and housekeeping services, three dietary-approved home-cooked meals, and a bedtime snack, all provided in immaculate surroundings. Be sure to call for details on this new program for the veteran in your family. Keep the golden years carefree years at Alpine Manor, nestled in the picturesque rolling hills east of 390 in Livingston County, just 20 minutes from Rochester. New York State Health Department license. Call 346-5880. That's 346 346- 4658880 for a no obligation tour or information or visit alpinemanor.com the fair tax replaces the income tax and abolishes the IRS for good. But that's not going to happen if the current crop of politicians have their way. Fair tax New York is looking for motivated citizens who are willing to contact candidates and get them to sign the fair tax pledge, promising to push for fair tax if elected. Call Fair Tax New York at 585-944-0588. That's 585-944-0588. Make that call today. Hi, this is attorney Christine Demo Vasquez. For more than 18 years, I've provided quality legal services tailored to the unique needs of each of my clients. I take the time to educate my clients about the law, explain the legal process, listen carefully, answer questions, and keep my clients informed throughout the process. An attorney who understands the complexities of the family court system, call attorney Christine Demo Vasquez at 585-427-0675. 585-427-0675. Peter Vasquez and Aisha Kreutz, the next step show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the next step show with Peter Vasquez and Aisha Kreutz and our guest, Orlando Rivera, candidate for the 136th Assembly District here in the great state of New York. Aisha? Yes. What's liberty, or what's liberty and freedom? We started talking about it a little bit before. We said we were going to talk about it today. And I think it's just so important. I know, you know, like, we weren't trying to tease on purpose, but we get into these conversations mm-hmm. and then we don't ever finish one thought to the next. But, you know, uh, you know, people are, you know, oh, we're in the liberty movement, right? Um, people that are liberty, but what that actually means. And I think that it's really important, right? Because we all have uh, freedom, Right. Is, you know, I I have the freedom to, you know, punch you in the face right now. Right. Yep. (laughs) But morally speaking. Right. Where does my liberty come into play? Right. There is a moral component that that is infused. This is why it's so important that we as a society and our founding fathers put liberty in there, right? Because we are restrained by something that is greater than ourselves. And it's not the law, right? It's not because, hey, I can punch uh, Peter in the face right now and I have the freedom to do so. But do I have the self-constraint because, you know, in my case, God, and I think that that is really the the, the self-constraint, that moral component that comes in, that I say, well, yeah, I can, but I really shouldn't do that because morally that is wrong, 
right? And so mm-hmm. if, if you don't have self-constraint, if you can't work yourself through those things, I mean, you have freedom, but you don't have liberty, right? And, and so when we're going and, the, and, and everybody is out here talking about liberty, you can't do it without the moral component of it. You know, I mean, again, and sometimes we can get into the legal you know, you know. Sometimes you'll see the oh, uh, liberty. It's really you know, like as long as it doesn't infringe on somebody else's rights, right? I mean, we try to make it that legal um, piece of it, right, to distinguish between the two of them, and that is correct, right? Mm-hmm. Like my freedom ends where yours begins, right? Like I don't have the right to punch you in the face because it's your face. That's also that's also taken away from my freedom. Correct, right. And and so legally, right, we can say that, yes, it is right, you know, but it comes down to the moral component of what liberty is, yes. right? And having self-constraint and saying, I'm sorry, there is something bigger than me, and I have to respect you as a human being, right, and who you are, your property, your rights, and say, you know, sometimes I have to give up what I think is right because of what you're trying to do, Right. And I and I think that that's what one of the things that made America strong in the beginning. Right. And we're losing that more and more when we talk about the decay of society, when we talk about, you know, again, prayers out of schools. Right. And they say all of those things. Really, what they're talking about is our loss of morality. Yeah. So I agree. And last week I had said that uh, the family court, we had, you know, our guest on last week, Christine Dimovesquez for family court. And I had she was talking about the different family court cases. I brought this up. I said, I believe that the family court is a litmus test for freedom and liberty. And and, and I I, I said we'll talk a little bit about it here. But the reason why I believe that is because in the family court, and I think it's almost specifically in the family court, you have two individuals that are coming to a court because they can't agree. Um, and they have differences of opinion, usually involving their child. And in some cases, some pretty extreme. And then the judge has to make a decision which one of these two individuals um, based on the best interests of the child. Mm. So to have a judge that that doesn't understand their community, that doesn't have the experience from all components, well, how are they able to make that difference between... between um, making the decision based on facts, making the decision based on what they feel is right, because we've seen family court judges do that recently and, 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 and taking the rights away from someone or other. And I think that when we allow or when we have... Um, well, anyways, what are your thoughts on that? I, well, I, and I do. I mean, I see where you're going with that. You know, like how um, breaking... So so I want, you know, I'm going to think about, especially like when it comes to the medical issue, right? Right now we have, especially in family court, right? Like some, uh, a child um, has, I don't know, cancer. I'm sorry, I'm going to use cancer, but it was the first thing that came to mind, right? They, they have cancer and you have some parents that are like, um, they don't want a, a particular treatment. Right. And they're like, it's going to harm my kid. And for then religious the, reasons or whatever, for whatever reason. Right. And then you have the other parent that does. Right. And then they're coming in and we have seen even with the child and, you know, we're talking teenagers, 10, 12, you know, so they have a little bit. And again, I, th- I think that that's your parents job to help advocate for you best. But we've seen where the parent that says I want no, you know, um, treatment, they haven't been winning those cases lately. Um and again, there is a moral component here, right? Um, but these judges, they're not even 
remotely taking into consideration why that parent may not want, right? And, and in some of these cases, in New England, um, I'm thinking of one that happened recently, you know, like the child was, there wasn't, it wasn't going to do any good. Boston Children's Hospital? Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't going to be doing any good, and they knew that the child was going to pass anyway, and the parent that didn't want, they were like, you know, I just want my kid for this time, not having them be sick, yeah. you know, that was going to happen, you know, and, and I mean, I th- thought that was a reasonable thing, but again, they're like, oh no, you have to, you know, provide that, and it wasn't even going to be life-saving. So again, you know, I can see, right, I mean, again, that is kind of a liberty-freedom issue, right? Why is it that somebody has the right to die, right, on the same end of that? Look at what they do with assisted suicide, right? If if, if I was going to die anyway, you go to Oregon, right, and they'll, they'll say, oh, this person is going to die anyway. They have the right to be assisted suicide. So what's the difference there? Yeah. So a, a litmus test for our listeners is a question. Okay, so a litmus test is a scientific term, correct? All right, so, so as it relates to politics, it is a question that is asked of potential candidates for high office, the answer to which would determine whether the nominating official would proceed with the appointment or nomination. Um, I, I, you know, I, I bring this up because Kathy Hoko is getting ready to appoint soon. As I guess they're still taking applications. Uh, one of the a judge to one of the highest courts here in New York State, the appellate court. And one of the things that she says is that she's not going to use a litmus test to to define. Huh? Yeah, um, sure. And find, okay. Yep. So I so, believe that because she wants someone who's just going to come in and get the job done. I'm. But, I can just see. Uh, there's definitely going to be a, a, a like a, a right to life. Person is going to get uh, going to get that post because yeah. there's no litmus test. I'm you bet. More bobblehead um, or, or someone who's just going to respond to what she wants. Orlando, I got a question for you. Okay, is is freedom and liberty? Is it mutually inclusive or mutually exclusive? Very good question. Um, for me, um, freedom is the ability to do as you please and choose. But at the same time, um, what Aisha was saying, you know, there's a, a moral responsibility. It's about respect for human life um, and just overall, you've got to care about people. Okay. Um, morality. Aisha, is it, what do you think? Is, are they inclusive or exclusive? And for our listeners, remember, the, the, the mutually inclusive means that um, there's overlap in two process. Uh, you know, if, if you do this, then this kind of comes with it. They work together. Mutually exclusive is where um, one process uh, can't function if the other process is happening, right? Right. I mean, the two so can we have are freedom without liberty, or liberty can, without freedom. Can you have freedom without liberty? Yes. Can you have liberty without freedom? No. So liberty would be mutually exclusive, but freedom cannot be. Because if you have freedom, then you have the liberty to do whatever you want within the, within the confines of right, like uh, the, the rule of law. Right. But if you have, I mean, again, if you don't have any freedom anyway, and government's then telling you, I mean, like, liberty. right, there's, there's no way, you know, those two things, you know, but at the same time, right, in order, you know, they are, because in order to have freedom, you have to have liberty. I mean, liberty has to come first. Yes. There is no, 
Right. I mean, otherwise, I mean, anarchy is the other. <laughs> and and, and we see that a lot in a lot of which socialist is, which type is pure, communist nations. Which is pure freedom, right? I mean, anarchy really would be the definite, you know, definition of pure freedom is anarchy. You know, anything goes. But yeah, no, I mean, I think that they are inclusive because you have to have, you know, you, you, liberty is dependent on freedom, and freedom is dependent on liberty. Can a, can a country, let's say, like Cuba, for example, communist country dictated from top down, there's very little freedom, some would say. Correct. Do they have liberty? Mm, no. They don't because they can't, you can't even exercise your freedom to have liberty. You don't okay. have a... And, and when they did recently... People were getting killed, and we can bring yes. Luis Martinez on to talk about that because he's still yeah. got family members there. That that people are still getting uh, uh, executed right. uh, randomly, random acts of. <laughs> but anyways, today we have a great guest for the assembly. I want to grill him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should ask some tough questions. I do too. What do you think, Orlando? Go right ahead. You okay with that? We're ready. <laughs> All right. So, you know. How does the assembly, how does it work there? You're going to go to the mm -hmm. assembly. Um, you're going to, you have great ideas. I love your platform. But there are so many laws on the books that don't make sense. So, so what is your intent when you get there? Are you going to, is it your intent to just create more laws? Or are you going to create one law that gets rid of all the other stupid laws? Uh, and obviously, I'm speaking broadly here. I yeah, know that there's yeah. more to it than that. Yep. So it, it kind of goes to, we have laws on the books that aren't enforced to begin with. And then you're going to try and stack other laws on ones you're not enforcing already. So now we're, we're, we're creating even more of a backlog by doing this. Um, I think we need to take a look at the laws that we already have on the books and figure out how those can be strengthened um, and sewn up so that we don't have um, these types of issues uh, You know, I want to be able to go into the assembly and work with people in order to make that happen, um, because ultimately what we're there for is the people. We're there to work for the people. We are not there to work for our own self-interest. So the government's self-interest is for the people. Um, and before, you know, because I have a couple of really tough questions for you. But before I do that, <laughs> um, is so can you just tell me just a little bit real quick why? You know, how you got here, what, you know, like why you're even running for assembly mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe something that impacted you in your life to kind of bring you to this place. Yeah, because running for office is, uh, I mean, that's a decision that's life changing, regardless of how the outcome is. Outcome yeah. is. yeah, for sure. Um, I'll tell you, the biggest reason is my family. Um, you know, I want to be able to protect my family, but I care about everyone else's family as well. Um, because someone cared about me um, when I was a kid. Uh, I was raised by a single mother, um, house of three kids. Um, you know, my older sister passed away from sickle cell anemia. My brother currently has it as well. Um, the life expectancy isn't great. Um, you know, and, and my mom struggled. Um, she worked at Kodak. She got laid off. And uh, she cleaned people's houses for a living in order to put food on the table for us. And I saw her struggle. And, um, you know, there was a, a U of R student by the name of Jim Duff. And to this day, I still talk to Jim. Um, he 
he saw something in my mother and myself that we didn't see at the time. He saw a woman that was obviously struggling, um, you know, trying to raise three kids by herself and didn't uh, have a father figure in our lives. So Jim decided that he wanted to do a little bit more um, as part of the uh, Baden Street Big Brothers Big Sister program. He went outside of that curriculum and he wanted to hang out with me on the weekend. So he came to my house and, you know, we would go to a college campus on the U of R and he'd take me around, show me that sort of life. Um, He took me, you know, into the labs. So I got to get a feel for that, go to the library. And I started thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, I'm like this, this life beyond what I grow, what I'm growing up around in the city of Rochester. I saw a future. I saw a path. But most importantly, I saw somebody that was helping someone, regardless of color, regardless of race. Um, He did everything he could to make sure I understood that, hey, you can do exactly what I'm doing, and that's getting an education, and that's succeeding in life. Um, You know, that's where my base comes from um, in the community and all the things that I do, whether it's Rotary, Knights of Columbus, um, sitting on the board for the cancer um, support community. Those are the causes I champion because I care about the community. Uh, and it just comes from someone else helping me, and I want to give back. And that's the, actually, you said something that really struck with me. I'm going to probably use it in a lot of things, so I'm going to steal it from you. Um, and I'm telling everyone right here on WYSL, the Voice of Liberty, 1048 um, AM. Mm-hmm. So you, but ba- you were basically saying somebody showed you that there is life beyond struggle. Right. Right. And, and isn't that a lot of the things that we try to do? anyway right is saying mm-hmm. your struggle right i mean like we'll say it doesn't define you but there is actually life right there's a way that you can thrive mm-hmm. instead of just survive and 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 it's going to look different for everybody sure. so you being able to come in right is, is what i'm hearing that that's kind of your interest you know and one of the ways that you're outside of the boards i didn't realize you sat on some of those boards and, and, and work with those um but is running for office and you feel that that is a way that you can help peel away some of the struggle for individuals. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Just understanding every day um, people that get up, do their jobs, um, you know, like everybody else and just being able to be their voice uh, to help and, be one for them. And, and, and the other thing you mentioned, Knights of Columbus. So um, so speaking of the life issue, mm-hmm. um, when we, you know, again, the. Big, big topic. Um, I mean, we had the you know reversal of Roe v. Wade essentially, yes. um, and then in here in Monroe County, right? Every one hundred black babies that are born, um, fifty nine are aborted, and for every one hundred white babies that are born, fourteen are aborted. And yet, we do see a big platform that people want to make sure that you know that abortion remains legal and accessible because blacks are the ones that need it the most. And so I'm going to kind of, I'm going to leave that open. I'm going to let you um, kind of share with, you know, us and uh, and the listeners kind of what any of that tells you without, Mm -hmm. I guess, actually asking a question that works that allows them to. Yeah. But I want to know. Listeners want to know. Fair enough. So, um, 
my wife was unable to have kids, um, you know, our first four years of marriage. Um, it was due to a, a condition that she had. Um, and she wanted nothing more than to be a mother. And I'm sure you can understand that. Mm. And, um, you know, I I, uh, I came from a place where my mother cared about me, and I couldn't imagine not existing. I couldn't imagine not being here and her not caring about me. It's very difficult for me to understand how people don't get um, it's a life, and we need to treat it as such. And I think that's what's fundamentally wrong with our society Mm-hmm. Is that people no longer value a life? Come on. Um, if if you start at its simplest form, and you teach your kids, and you and, and you continue to raise them that way, that we wouldn't be having the problems uh, right now that we have with our youth if they understood that fundamental belief that all life is precious. Amen. Absolutely. So, so I'm curious on that same note. Why is it? And 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 listen, this isn't an issue of color, but we know that abortion was started specifically for the elimination of blacks and disabled and those that were that that you know under the whole eugenics thing were considered less. Um, we, we know that. We also look at the numbers. Um, you know, 150 more than half of black babies born are are are, are dying to abortion. We've mm-hmm. talked about this. I mean, the statistics shows that we've exceeded the number of, I think it was 1965 black America and the uh, uh, black America that we've. So why is it? And, and, and again, uh, but we talked about color. However, it just seems that every single um, non-black person, I guess, right, or every person that, that, that that's white seems to be advocating for abortion uh, and increasing the access to abortion specifically for black America. I think it was Morelli recently that yeah. said, no, you know, and I, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase here, but basically he said, you know, black people, brown people, they need abortion. Right. I don't understand. Why is it that we need abortion? Mm. Well, my problem, my problem with it um, also is it's being called reproductive rights. <laughs> right. You, you know, there you go. The, the political yes. left, they never tell they never tell the truth. If if they told you the truth about what they're up to, nobody would pay any attention to them. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just that's a lie. Reproductive health. Health of who? <laughs> yeah. Health of I I have to assume Oh, go ahead. Well, it, it's kind of hard not to look at some of these people making the call, you know, making these calls. It's like, are you are you racist? Are you are you seriously sitting there saying that because of the color of my skin that I'm not able to to see beyond the plate that I'm in right. or provide for myself? How about help me out with a resource or two? Right, that you can't see that because I'm black, I can't see a life beyond the struggle. That nobody will be able to teach me that. It's insulting. Yes, yes, and and recently, recently, I was attacked on social media um, by an individual. Um, you know, I, I won't, I won't take it any further than that. But um, this person was proceeding to tell me, as a, they use these words, as a person of color, um, you know, about lax gun laws and and um, my party having a attack on women's rights. Um, you know, me personally, uh, I'm for women's rights. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no personal attack there. Um, the issue, the issue is, is it 
kind of how you and Peter put it is you're telling me as a as a, a person of color um, what's good for me when I don't when I already know and understand what's going on in this world it's my people that are out here on the streets dying right but yet you know best. Oh my gosh, is it a commercial? I, I, we still have a couple questions for you, Orlando. Ah, and we are running short on time, but... Well, we'll be right back on the WYSL stations with... Aisha Kreitz, Peter, Peter Vasquez, Vasquez, and Orlando Rivera. And don't forget Bob. Hi, everybody. Orlando Rivera, 136th district candidate. Uh, pay attention to him. He's got a got, got a, a great message for you. Coming up on the next step show on WYSL. Rock on Harley Davidson and Rock on Power Sports, West Henrietta Road. Shop the greatest selection of legendary Harleys and save big on a wide array of used bikes. And Rock on Power Sports has rides from Honda, Kawasaki, and Yamaha. Rock on has a helpful staff to save you big money. The Rock on Service Department has expert technicians and a great supply of parts to get and keep you on two wheels. WYSL listeners get $500 off used motorcycles while supplies last. Rock On has side-by-sides, ATVs, and jet boats, too. Anything that's fun and goes fast. On and off-road and on the water, shop the all-new Rock On first. Rock On Harley-Davidson and Rock On Motorsports, 2600 West Henrietta Road. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Call 424-2120. Visit rockonharleydavidson.com. Hi, this is attorney Christine Demo Vasquez. For more than 18 years, I've provided quality legal services tailored to the unique needs of each of my clients. I take the time to educate my clients about the law, explain the legal process, listen carefully, answer questions, and keep my clients informed throughout the process. An attorney who understands the complexities of the family court system, call attorney Christine Demo Vasquez at 585-427-0675. 585-427-0675. Eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents are coming after small businesses and the middle class. We need your help putting the Internal Revenue Service out of business for good. We need to find candidates who will promise to work towards replacing the income tax with a fair tax. If you're willing to make phone calls and meet with candidates in person to secure the support for the fair tax, contact Fair Tax New York at 585-944-0588. Make a difference. Call today. Next Steps with Peter Vasquez and Aisha Kreutz on the WYSL stations. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old line, God is truly mm. a way maker and a train uh, breaker all day long. Amen. Love this song. There's a better life. There's a better life. Hey, you, you know, look how we didn't even plan that. That is such a beautiful uh, intersection, right? There's a better life. That's kind of what, you know, Orlando has been talking about this whole time, um, you know, about everything. But anyway. But, but listen to those words real quick. If you have pain, I'm a pain taker. Mm. How can that not excite you and just, just want to look more as to what Jesus is? Yeah. 
Absolutely. And, you know, um, real quick, because I know we're running short on time, but um, one of the planks that you have on your, um, you know, key issues is housing. And um, can you just, you know, like not only why you want to focus on housing, but how important uh, housing, home ownership, those type of things, like is that part of your platform and, and, and why? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, housing is one of those fundamental things. Um, and for people, it's one of the easiest and best ways to actually build wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I want to be able to educate people and help them actually achieve that American dream. And people think that that's cliche, but it's true. Because for most families, that's how they actually um grow their wealth it's how they build their their um their palace so to speak um and their legacy yeah uh, on her ownership yep. well, my father always said that it was home ownership and gun ownership that defined freedom for him yeah because even mm-hmm. in puerto rico those weren't well and right. it gives you that opportunity for um generational wealth Yes. Right. And don't you do yep. something with housing as well? Like, like yes. outside of politics? I'm actually a realtor. Yes. Oh, yep. right, tell us if you can real quick. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that and then let our listeners know how they can help you. How can they get a hold of you? How can they donate? Ah, absolutely. Thank you. Our um, our campaign is about faith, family and leadership and leadership by example. Um, if you go to my website, Rivera for one, three, six dot com. Um, you can donate. You can find out a little bit more about me. Um, like I said, I'm a son of a single mother, um, you know, raised to to be able to, I believe that God put me here um, to help the world. Um, hey, what's the so, most somebody can donate to you? What's the max? The max is just over 4000 Ladies and gentlemen, we can use all the help we can get as we sit here and talk about the Voice of Liberty uh, Orlando, thank you so much for coming on the show. What's your website again? Uh, Rivera4136.com. And they can donate there? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> or sign up to help as well. For Ladies sure. and gentlemen, that was Orlando Rivera, candidate for the New York State Assembly in the 136th District. Give him a look and give him a shout and send him a check. Hey, Bob, I think it's time for... Now, Free Soup with Aisha Kreutz. The extraordinary machine, Aisha Kreitz. Let's talk about privilege. You know, we all have American privilege. Americans are spoiled brats. Think about this. With everything going on, like the shortage of CPS investigators... um, ...and the ones that we do have are overworked and underpaid. In Monroe County, they're short like 40 investigators. And the new investigators who start off... um, literally qualify for food stamps. This is the people that we have investigating child abuse cases in your in Monroe County. Yet they are funding the zoo for 102 million dollars. But yet literally on our timelines right now the things that are dominating are is Queen Elizabeth a lizard and am I mad about the skin color of a mythical creature? Right? I just can't with you people. How about find something better to do with your American privilege? Like save America from these radicals that are out there doing some stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, remember our, our contest this week is what is the official relationship of Puerto Rico and the United States and do Puerto Rican citizens immigrate or immigrate to the United States of America? 
If you want to advertise, you want to leave a comment and the answer to and answer our contest at Peter at nextstepshow.com. Until next week. Otras mujeres se han amado, que sufrieron.